Welcome to It's Real with Jordan and Demi. I'm Jordan Edwards and Demi Ramos is here. What's up, Demi? How are you, Jordan? Um, how excited are you to have Jungle Pussy on the show today? I'm very excited and Jungle Pussy's on the line with us. What is going on? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm in Brooklyn. Yeah, we're in different parts of Brooklyn. And although it's snowing everywhere, no matter where you're at, it's snowing everywhere. And you were saying before we started the recording, you you love the snow. You're a big snow day person. I love all the the whole spectrum of weather. I took a meteorologist class, meteorology class this quarantine to, um, you know, deepen my love for the skies and what comes from it. Are you an astrology person? I like astrology. I like astronomy. I like everything up there. I want to know all the things above me. <laughs> you are Brooklyn's finest. You are from New York City. Um, you are a New York City legend. And um, how, what was your experience like growing up in Brooklyn? Um, and how did that contribute to like you as an artist? You're from East New York, right? Yeah, I'm from East New York, Brooklyn. That's not Eastern New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Place. It's East the people outside of the city. Excuse you know, me. yeah, they're always yeah. like, oh, is that just, I'm like, no, East New York is past everything you know about Brooklyn if you just moved here and live in Bushwick or something. Um, yeah. So yeah, growing up, there was a bubble. I was in my bubble, you know, just chilling, not chilling, going to school, but in retrospect now, you know, looking back, I was just just a artsy kid just out there living. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to grow up and be this big artist. I just wanted to create. I just love to draw. I like to make custom clothes for my Barbie dolls. Um, I like to do my hair when I got permission to start doing my own hair. I will never forget that day. I burned my forehead with the curling iron. I bet you, I bet you, was your mom like, mad or whoever takes care of you were they just like you know you don't get you you don't get to touch the hair stuff anymore no no not at all it, you know black women's hair it, it's a lot of their burns their mm -hmm. beauty is so much that you know goes into it so no mom wasn't like oh now you're not gonna do your own hair ever again she knew that was a part of the learning process you know i still do my hair um myself a lot now to this day. Yeah. And you're uh, like your hair and your, your whole aesthetic is so, is so unique and interesting. Um, and you, you have really great uh, costumes and makeup and hair and stuff. Where do you draw inspiration for your aesthetic? Um, New York city, like, mm. Oh my gosh, what a better, place to be you know I was even thinking about this the other day and it ties into your question also Demi just like growing up here it really is it's something else and it's it's like I was just exposed the exposure of everything really is the culmination of everything you see in Jungle Pussy you know and um I just always carried so many bits of inspiration with me and then also my own my own likings and things like that um it really is just it's a culmination everything where did the name jungle pussy come from 
for my love of animal prints. That's it. Simple. It's not as complex or premeditated as people would like to think. Um, I went to FIT and studied merchandise and management and I would thrift, you know, what was that like two, 2008, 2009? Um, I was like 17. I graduated high school at 16. So I was really young, but I just loved like, I was like super punk. I had a mohawk. I had a blue mohawk, red mohawk, blonde mohawk, like every fucking color mohawk till my hair fell off. And I couldn't find the clothes that I like. I had to like go thrifting in Long Island. Like even the, the thrifting stores that are out here now, you know, they offer all the things. But back then I had to go real deep to find leopard prints or, you know, things from the 80s and 90s that I want to wear in 2008 and nine. So that really like was so fun. That shit was so fun now looking back. But I remember just being so hyped that I had like three leopard pieces. And one of them was this uh, leopard sweater with like patches on. I probably paid like $7 for it. And, you know, in college, I got my first MacBook. So this is like pre having your phone with like, you know, TikTok and stuff. You would just make videos on your MacBook and photo booth. So song. I made this video. It's like two seconds long. It's on my Facebook too. And it's just like jungle pussy. It was just like a revelation. It was just a, like a two second video clip. And that was it. And I just continued to use the name on the internet. I was still at FIT. I wasn't even like, oh, I'm going to do music now. I was just like, yeah, what? This name is popping. I love it. Mm. So Twitter came out. I was like, I want a name that nobody's going to copy. Jungle pussy. And that's how we're here. <laughs> you mentioned you went to FIT, you were doing all sorts of art, uh, artistic endeavors. When did you start making music and rapping? Was that like later on or when, how did that come about? Um, I rapped in high school, you know, for fun. It wasn't like, I'm going to be a rapper. Nothing I've done has ever been like, I'm going to do this. Or I'm going to do it. Even when I went to FIT, it was just like, y'all, I'm just artsy as fuck trying to figure mm -hmm. it out. Like, so in high school, when I would rap, uh, my friends and I, we had this rap group called Primp, P-R-I-M-P. It's like five of us. And we would burn CDs, put instrumentals on them. And for lunch in my high school, in the Lower East Side, New Design High School, we got to go outside for lunch, which was like big for New York City kids. But we instead would just stay, we would like order food. We would have one girl, like we'll go to the bathroom the period before lunch and we'll like call in like, oh, if we want Domino's or Spanish food, we'll order it, go downstairs, pick it up, go in the chemistry lab and just freestyle, make videos, just rap for fun. And we weren't supposed to necessarily be in the chem lab. So one day, like the dean caught us, caught on to us. And he's like, oh, yeah, I want to rap in here? Well, perform at the talent show. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just you just described the movie. That sounds like a Disney movie. You know, I'm waiting. Yo, call me. I'm, my life really is is such a movie. And and I was shook that day. Everybody was so hype. Everybody came to school the day of the talent show, dressed up. One, one, one friend was just like flaming flames. She had a clock around her neck. Like everybody did the whole like hip hop thing. And I came to school dressed in my regular clothes and I sat in the audience and I cheered them on and they did my part. And I was just like, yeah, like that's not for me. Like the stage, the spotlight, whoa, 
like it was never a thing. So, you know, when I went to FIT, it was still not like, yeah, I'm going to do music. I was just in college in the city and I didn't have that opportunity to like go. I mean, I didn't care to leave New York. I'm like, I'm here. Where, where the fuck else would I want to go? If I'm like into art and fashion, I need to stay here. So I was just at FIT, started partying, meeting people who did music and they liked my personality and they would ask me to do like ad libs on their tracks or do a skit on their mixtape and slowly but surely people like, can you do your own shit? Thanks. <laughs> so when was like the transition when you're just like, wait, I can actually, when did you get that confidence to just start your own project? Um, I, well, but so after high school and college and stuff, when I would party, I would just, I still have my MacBook. The MacBook to me was just like, oh, I can do anything. And so I would record on my own garage band. I would use the, the iPod headphones with the string and hold it steady, tight, hold it like, and record just recaps of what we did. Like if somebody's birthday, I will rap like a recap of the birthday party. If a friend was going away, I would do like a sad going away song. Like it was always just for friends and fun. And, um, and then I got a boyfriend. Boys were everything. Boys you know, about the boyfriend. Is that the, is that who your first album is about? I want to say that. No, we're not going to give all that credit, but you know, uh, that boyfriend will always, talked down to me like he never understood why people liked me because he would always say you don't do anything like I was working so I was like at FIT still and I was working retail H&M had this boyfriend I, I loved it like I was never like I was just happy to have a job to be able to like do my hair buy my clothes buy food go out to eat like that was it and my that boyfriend at the time he was just like you don't even do nothing i don't even know why people like you because <laughs> i was like a really supportive boyfriend right he was so great like really i'm so grateful for him because his hateration really fueled my first song and <laughs> that's how we got here like i really even when i put out that song it wasn't you know, at the times where artists could just upload their own music on DSPs, I had I had a Hulk share link and a YouTube video, and that was it. And I said, you know, I'm gonna put out this one song. If people like it, all right, I'll do another one. And I literally like and did wait, which song and which song are you referring to? So this is Cream Team. Yeah, song. I wanted to talk about Cream Team, <laughs> that era, that 2014-15 era when you were doing that. Um you know, and the big market, anytime you read an article about Jungle Pussy, there's a the moment you talk about when, uh, the or the journalist mentions when Eric Abadu reposted the song. Uh, tell me about that whole episode and, and how that came about and how you realized what was going on. You think I realized what was going on? <laughs> <laughs> I had no, like, I wasn't, I, I wouldn't say I wasn't ready for it, but I was so just shocked it was also shocking even looking back now i'm being dead ass like i am now realizing it all like back then like i said it was just you know venting expressing myself you know empowering myself after a breakup and when erica found me so early on it really had me shook because you know to me like she is 
such an amazing writer, such an amazing artist. And mm. I just didn't know what to do with myself. I was in the back of a dollar van on my way to the train station. And New York City people know what a dollar van is. And mm. like, I was still just like out here living my life. It still wasn't even this plan. Like, oh, Jungle Pussy, I'm going to take over. I'm going to do this and that. Like, I was just always experimenting, just always like, oh, well, I'm going to try this. Oh, I'm going to try that. And um, I was even telling my little sisters the other day, like, when I applied, everything I applied for, like, high school, I only applied to one high school. College, I only applied to one college. <laughs> like, everything has always just been like, well, well, this is it. I'm going to just do it and try it and see. Like, that's how I've always kind of been. So it's just, it's been so cool to have her see me at such a like beginner stage and then actually this time last year we had a conversation um for this magazine and it was cool to kind of circle back with her even though we talk like in between here and there throughout the years it was cool to circle back like after having out um three projects she was like you know, like, yo, you did that. She's like, you like opened the pussy portal for all these other kinds of artists to, you know, come out and, and express themselves. And I was like, yo, you right. <laughs> You've also written a few novels uh, by hand. This is what I've heard. Um, I think it was in high school. Yes, yes, yes. I have so many of them with covers and everything. Yo, that's where the money is. You need to make your own Harry Potter like, or make your real, own like 14 chapters, Jordan. Like mm. dead ass. Like I would write these stories. And even that, I feel like it's I didn't know, but it's tying into, you know, my writing, my music, my storytelling. Growing up though, my mom always made me write. Like if I wanted something, I had to write why I wanted it. Like it was always a, I had to express like, okay, well, you want that, this thing, you want that? Okay, well, tell me, explain why you deserve it and why you do, do, do. And like, it was always just a lot of letters. And I'm grateful for that because I know kids just be getting texts now, but I love you, But You can write in complete sentences and long form <laughs> stories. <laughs> yes, mm. I hope they, I, the kids, the kids are all right, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're you're like you're not even like you're not even like thirty yet, and you're like all the the kids are like this, and your kids are like that. Because I'm an auntie, and I have little brothers and sisters. So, and and I was even talking about this the other day. Like growing up, my dad, my mom, like people in my family, they called me mother. Like mm -hmm. when I was a little girl, they called me mother, and it's so funny to me because I didn't know why they called me back. But now looking back, I was just, they say, I was just like, you know, I just knew what I wanted. I was just caring. I was always like trying to just get you to do better. Just even as a little girl, like I was always like, live your life. And just, they called me mother. And now like people call me mother in my comments, like mom, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, Jungle Pussy really is, it's my baby. <laughs> Your new album, you got a new album out, JP4. I uh, I think it's really great. You've got now a lot of the the beats people will, will the beats are like something people are used to. But I tell you what, the samples on here, you really dug deep for the samples. You got some really fun, unique 
strange sounding samples on here. And even some of the beats are kind of like more rock and roll inspired than hip hop inspired. So tell me about the production and putting this album together. This album was like, it was another gift because I kid you not, if we were to talk this time last year, like top of 2020, I was like, I am not putting out no album in 2020. Even before I knew what the year would be, I just felt like 2020 would be uh, just, too much like i just feel like too much was going on even before i knew what the fuck was about to happen um so when i was quarantined in my apartment you know i just started going through music that i had and just revisit it in this new space where like it was just way less noise like every project i've done has been like in the midst of living life and moving around and it's been really hard um so this this time I really got a chance to just tap in with me. I recorded a lot of it on my own, which was like, oh my gosh, like that was that was interesting. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I really needed to reveal other parts of myself because I was starting to realize like my music wasn't really revealing all of me. And I definitely wanted to show more of me on JP4 and it was just so cool also to link up uh, with producers like Dave during this quarantine. He was like so supportive. Like even before I decided to put out music, you know, he would just check in like, yo, you good? You need anything? I'm like, dude, you're in the fucking hills in California. I'm in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. But it was just so nice to have that um, at a time where you're just like, what does anything mean? And music other people's music and me writing and all that was just getting me through. And I'm like, girl, contribute, drop JP4. <laughs> You're always so raw, blunt, unapologetic with your writing, with your lyrics. And it's something like, you know, we can go back to even not just JP4, we can go back to um, fuck texting or, you know what I mean? Or stitches, which the Ooh. girls love. Um, what's your writing process like? Um, do you keep also, a notebook? Yo, I have mad notebooks. I have like different notebooks for different things. Like JP4 has a notebook that is mostly like me taking the meteorology class and and writing JP4, writing the, the final songs on it. And then I have a newer book, which like has more arugula vein, poetry style, love writings um one of them is just like blah, 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 blah. one of them i just like say all the things just like dump there's like a variety but it's funny you ask that because i'm trying to see if maybe they can all live in one book this year i'm gonna see i'm gonna see but the writing process is it's just so in like it's cool but sometimes it's like shit i'm like in the shower and i gotta like go touch my phone and do a quick voice note because something just came to me or like it just comes to me whenever it's never like oh i'm gonna sit in right now the words the best the ideas come in the shower i mean let's face it they do you know literally like pop mm. for you this pussy don't pop for you that song on a uh, pregnant with success that came to me in the shower um I will never forget that day because I was like, oh, this would just be an interlude. And then it transformed into like this whole like powerful message. Um, <laughs> I love the shower because you know, I'm a Scorpio. I need to be immersed in water. 
You know, you, you, JP four is really lean and mean. You've got it's comes in at under half an hour. The whole thing does, you know, and <laughs> when, when you were a kid, like, uh, I'm a little bit older than you, but you still remember like the days when albums had like 20 tracks on them and they had like skits and there was like long instrumentals and stuff. Why do you go for that lean, mean half an hour long style of album? Cause I thought everybody like everybody's attention span. No, really it's a call. It's a combination of things. Really. I just love that all my projects are just 10 songs. And I'm just like, ooh, 10, let's just keep them 10. But really with JP4, I was cracking up. I was like, Shayna, you couldn't give them a solid 30 minutes. But then I mm. love the imperfection of the number two. Like, I love that it's 29 and something, something. Like, so really though, really, I'm always just like wanting to, with my music, I'm realizing that too. I'm like, give more. I think my overarching theme for me as an artist, I'm trying to stretch myself so that I, I do feel comfortable making longer songs. Like a lot of the times I'm just like, up, oh, do this song. All right, next song done. Come on, do this one. I'm just always moving on. And, you know, I don't know if it's my mind being on the internet for all these years, but hmm. I really just enjoy like having my music just be like this moment and like you could dip in and dip out of it. Um, it's not like so possessive and like so demanding of your time. It's just like you come visit, come and visit and then get the fuck out and then come back tomorrow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Demi mentioned your unapologetic lyrics and you mentioned in a, uh, in a Guardian article a while back, uh, an interview with The Guardian, you talked about how it's crazy that after all these years, it's still quote-unquote shocking when a woman uh, has graphic or sexual lyrics. Why do you think that's still an issue? Like if, you know, if two guys came out with a song like WAP, no one would care. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when it's two women, people care. So why do you think that is still the way it is? People want women to be quiet. They want them to follow their rules. They just want to know what they're going to do. They just want to have a grasp on what to expect. And like when you really just bust their heads and don't do what they want you to do, it's so fun. Oh my gosh. It literally is like, I didn't realize that that's what I was doing too with JP. Cause I was just like doing my own shit, but I'm like, yo, that's what gets them mad. They're like, who the fuck does this girl think she is just talking about her body, talking about mm -hmm. sex, talking about whatever she wants. What? That is like the ultimate crime. And I see that just like, not only in music, just anywhere, any woman, like they want us quiet and doubtful and unsure of ourselves and dependent on the structures that they have formed to literally like cr have us crumbling and weak. Like, no, thank you. So yeah, the guys can do it because it, 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 you know, uplifts that those same structures that they used to tear us down. Like, so when we do it, it's like the hack. <laughs> mm. I just got chills from hearing you say that. Um, yeah, how do you feel? Like, how do you, how much do you like or dislike social media culture? Oh my gosh. Demi, I hate it. Mm. Demi, I don't think, sometimes I'm like, how did we get here? You know, like, it's just, it's something that I have to take my time with, 
even more so because like I I feel like I was you know in the child celebs they're like I just didn't have a childhood like I kind of feel like mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I didn't have an like I had a full life I feel like before I started doing music and then you know I was really out here y'all like really I'm really independent. Like JP4 is the first project that I put out with uh, label support. And um, I've just been self-managing all this time, all these years with all of everything. And so I even looked up a few years ago, like what the, how did I get here? Like it's so, it's so much to grapple with because, you know, my personal life blended into my career. And now it's like, the two are the same and um i'm grateful for social media because it has exposed jungle pussy to the world i'm grateful for that but navigating that just as a person as a human is hard for me it really is and um i'm just being nicer with myself now just understanding that all that shit is fake um using it as a tool just keep on reminding myself that this shit is a tool and you know i want to connect with with people out there i do but social media is just i don't know what it's turning into it's really hard just finding that genuine connection that my deep scorpionic waters need like i really need it but it is it's a great thing for a lot of things well, and I like you, you have like the, the boss move of all boss moves is that you don't follow people on Instagram. You like, you're one of those accounts that like Jungle Pussy's not following anybody. It's for my mental health too. Like, I really, no, literally, it's like, it sounds like a joke, but it's like, I realized that, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have had a lot of 2020, 2021 revelations, but I really bust my ass and I work really hard. And a lot of people, you know, people fucking crazy, but I just worked so hard and I wasn't giving myself the love I deserved, you know, and I, I have to do that moving forward because I contribute a lot. And the fact that like my name or is even in like certain conversations, it's like, do y'all understand how different this is? Because my, like what I'm doing is like totally different. Like I didn't have all these like, assistance or these major teams or the machine like i really was out there just putting it in my art and my performances and my everything that i do so you know i have to just continue to pump into me because everybody would just front like i am just um jungle pussy (laughs) no like Mm -hmm. i'm a fucking legend like i'm i like i've been doing this for so long and it's time. It's time to put respect on my name. Like I'm not, I'm not settling for nothing less. Cause your faves, your faves like tell me how much I've inspired them, but you wouldn't know that because to align yourself with me, you really gotta be confident. Like you really have to, you know, be sure of yourself and what you're doing. Because once jungle pussy is on that line, on that whatever, like it's gonna overshadow as it should, because is worth it like is everything is in there I, okay they say it takes a strong team for success in showbiz um who are some of the mentors teachers um or just people around in your close circle that have really helped shine a light on your career that you'd like to shout out 
Um, my mom, of course. Um, me. <laughs> um, literally, no, for real. It's like not even. That's really it. You know, that's why people have to put respect on my shit because I really was self-made. Like this is what I've built. It really is my baby and. Um, I, a lot of trial and error. I made a lot of mistakes because I just didn't know. And I'm grateful for all those mistakes because, um, those are my mentors. And now moving forward, I'm able to like, you know, just have better connections to, you know, better guide me. But back then, you know, it's me and my mom. Yo. Now, uh, you, uh, you are on, you, you release this album on uh, Jag Jaguar. That's really like an indie rock label. You know, you're talking about Unknown More Orchestra, Angel Olsen, Sharon Von Etten. Why did you go with that label? They came to me and I was really, um, I was like, Jag Jaguar, Jungle Pussy, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> but they came to me and they came, you know, just wanting to give me full creative control. They came just like, before I even decided to do JP4, you know, we were just going to do like some singles and just test something out. I'm not, I'm still an indie artist. Like I'm not signed to Jag Jaguar. Um, so I thought that was cool. You know, I still have my freedom and my flexibility and um, I really like what they do. And they just made me feel comfortable. And it was just weird. I thought like, nobody's going to want to do shit mm. in a pandemic. And like, they really, and that's another reason why I said early, I wasn't pressed to put out JP4 because I'm like, girl, I'm not about to do all of this and have all the pressure on me, you know, like, cause that's how it was when I put out all my other albums. So when they came, it was kind of like, hmm. You want to put out my next project? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it seems to be working out for you. Uh, I uh, before we let you go, we we would be remiss. Your biggest song, you know, like the song a lot of people know you for is Trader Joe. Um, you know, it kind of had a, a a viral moment, as as they say. Tell me about putting that song together and why you think it stood out for people and why you think it has so many streams. Trader Joe, I wrote that song with the intention like for it to be one of those songs. So it's funny that it is getting eaten oh. up the way I served it. And, <laughs> you know, that was another one of my experiments. I said, you know, I want one of those songs that are like... <laughs> And I actually wrote it. So I started um, I started writing that song literally like right before I left New York to go to Austin for two months to film Support the Girls, my acting debut. And I thought like, oh, I'm acting. Like I'm not gonna have any time for music. But like acting was cool because, you know, at the end of the day I got home and it was like, oh, let me um tap into the JP world after being like an actor. And so I finished writing Trader Joe when I was, you know, filming the movie. And even then, like, I remember even writing the verse. I was like, all right, I want the song to be like, but I want the verse to be like, nye, nye, nye. and I did that. And it just, and I was just so proud. I'm really proud of that song. But Trader Joe employees contact me saying that they use that song 
in their employee trade in their employee training video. You get and more for that, right? No, I do not. No, I do not. Because Trader Joe says that, oh, no, it's internal. What? We don't have to pay you. Look at this. And I do not get paid for that. So that's did a problem. Like, did, did, did they at least shout you out in the training video? It's like this no. song. Is, oh, man. And I don't I, get I, any discounts. I can, I can understand the internal thing. I, I get that it's not being broadcasted to a mass audience, but at the same time, it's like just do you a solid favor and you know at least shout you out, give <laughs> you credit, give you. It's like, I'm making y'all look cool. Yeah. Also, I think what if if maybe they're going to give you royalties, at least like give you. I would say you know five hundred dollars a month for life, free shopping at Trader Joe's. Jordan, literally, like, what the hell? That's what I deserve. Don't worry, I'm working on it. They're going to have to pay soon because I'm tired of getting tagged in everybody's shopping carts. Everybody, every time they're there, they're like, hey, Jungle Pussy, look where I'm at. I'm like, I'm not Joe's daughter. I am Shayna McHale, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I have a game show that I want to do with you that we do with some of our artists. But we're having a New York edition. Okay, cool. So if you can answer as quickly as you can without thinking, bacon, egg and cheese or bacon, egg and sausage? Bacon, egg and cheese. On a croissant. Trans or elsewhere? Wait, I didn't hear the first one. She said trans pecos or elsewhere. Oh, you can't make me choose that. No. Damn. I have to say trans pecos because they're the OGs. <laughs> coffee from the cart or not coffee from the cart? I don't drink coffee. Yeah, I drink tea. Oh. <laughs> no, Jordan. <laughs> I don't like that. Oh. <laughs> what was the the green line trains or the red line trains? Oh, the red line. So east side or west side? East side. Mm. <laughs> All right, fuck, Mary kill, Bronx, Brooklyn, or Queens? Brooklyn! Oh, fuck, Mary kill? Yeah. I will marry Brooklyn. I will... Nah, you can't kill the Bronx. You can't kill <laughs> you, that was a trap, Jimmy. You said a trap. Right, I'm like, Jimmy. You know, you're, asking, you're, asking, you're asking her to like diss a borough straight up. Right, I'm like, I am too New York. And that's the thing. It's like, I love Brooklyn, but I'm not like, oh, Brooklyn, fuck this one. It's like, uh, every borough. Right, I'll give you something easier. Cancel Soho or cancel Williamsburg? Williamsburg, bye. <laughs> Gentrify, the gentrify, the gentrification of Williamsburg, we will cancel, not the actual community. It's looking like Soho over there, right? Like, you know, like City Bike really have your own bike. I have my own bike. I have my own bike. And it has a little license plate. It says Shayna. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> All right. NYC boys or foreign boys. Oh damn! I would say foreign boys because the NYC dudes they ain't doing enough. <laughs> <laughs> they not. <laughs> She's so are you? Are, do you? Do you? Do you still fuck with Brooklyn dudes? Or are you like? No, I'm done with you, Brooklyn dudes. I no, I love them. I, I love, love them. them. They are just. They need to be more secure to have a peaceful union with me. Like <laughs> it is a shocker. I know because like I'm really from here and I'm still here. So it's kind of like jarring to be like, oh my gosh, she's a superstar, but she's so chill. 
And that's for them to figure out. You know, they can't wrap their heads around it. But I love them. I love (laughs) y'all. Thank you so much, Shana. And who, what is your go-to bodega snack? You go to the bodega, 2 a.m., what are you getting? Kettle brand chips, any flavor. It could be toenail flavor, as long as it got the (laughs) avocado oil and the sea salt. That's it. Kettle chips, all right. Kettle chips and some water. You know, I like the. I I don't. I'm not gonna say the brands, but I like the pink coconut water. Mm. How do you feel about sparkling seltzer and hard seltzer? Oh, I love me a sparkling seltzer. Sometimes you you just need that zing. That's why Mm. I do just always have a a sparkling water in my fridge just for that cold. Sorry, I hope that didn't (laughs) sound. No, I like you know that. I love the sound effect. <laughs> that is like so good. Hard seltzer. I haven't had a hard. I, I feel like I no. I don't really drink those. Well, what's your, what's your go to uh, when it comes to booze? What what's your go to uh, cocktail? You know what's so crazy? I'm like, oh my gosh! I only used to drink. I guess out. You know, after shows with my rider, I had Hennessy. And, you know, I haven't been drinking at all in quarantine. Like, I don't, I was just saying, like, I don't even remember what it feels like to be drunk and call an Uber. Like, that <laughs> feels so foreign. Like, I remember feeling that frequently. Like, now it's like I can't even tap into that, you know, because I'm just so at peace in my quarantine bubble. Just you know drinking that- tea. <laughs> You know what I almost miss? You know what feeling when you're at a party, it's really late, and you just feel that daunting like weight of having to get home on your shoulders. Yeah. 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 And yeah, the like, relief you feel when you get home and you take a leak and you just like, Oh, I'm drunk. Yeah. yeah. When, when you're halfway home, when you're halfway home and you don't know if you can hold it in yet, you know, that's yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we don't have any of that right now. We do. And I'm mm-hmm. nervous that when we go back outside, we're all going to get so fucking shit. <laughs> oh, we're not going to make it home. Well, I hope we make it home, but it's going to be so hard making it home. Yeah. When outside is open for real and we're all like, ah! mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't oh, had shit face in so long. That's such a like New York, like, like thing. No, right there, right? Like, I don't remember what it feels like to be faded yeah. and Hard get pizza. Get a pizza, or when you're uptown and you're like, "How did I get uptown?" and you realize you got to get downtown, you got to get to Brooklyn somehow. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I remember those days, those yeah. nights, so precious. I want them back. 2022, we'll get them. 2022. Well, let's hope it's a little bit sooner than that. All right, we will let you go, Jungle Pussy. Thank you so much yes. for coming on the show. Thank y'all. This was great. Have a good day. Snow, snow, snow. Thank you to our legendary guest, Jungle Pussy. This is It's Real with Jordan and Demi. It's presented by Popdust. Go to popdust.com for an archive of all of our past shows. And you can find me on Instagram at Demi underscore Ramos. And you can find Jordan at Jordan Edwards Studio. See you guys later. Mm-hmm.